Hey, Omid here. On this episode, I got to speak with another high school friend of mine, Justin, who is currently a student, or more accurately, a midshipman at the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis. Now, before this episode, I really had no idea how military school worked, so I was really curious to learn about it. I wanted to know why someone would go to such an intense academy, who would go, and what it was like. So if you're interested in going to Navy, or you're just curious about it like I am, Justin helps explain it really well. Alright, that's it. My name's Omid, and this is The Deem's Dream. So today on the podcast, I've got a good friend of mine, Justin. Thanks for coming on. Thanks I mean, for having me. It's yeah. good to be here. <laughs> Let's just jump in. Let's do it. Alright, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So, grew up in Sandy, Utah. Um... Went to Waterford. It's kind of how I got to know, you know, brought into the Moshfar family. Yeah. Um, Amin and I didn't have a have a great start in middle school. So Amin's my brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, but you know, over over the years, we just really had a, you know, we found a connection through uh, <laughs> through rowing mostly. But um, yeah, it's kind of brought me here today. That's pretty so, much it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so there's a lot of stuff to do in Utah. So, like, how did living here affect, you know, your life? Yeah, so, I mean, I I feel really lucky to uh, to have grown up in Utah. I was originally supposed to be in Kentucky for my dad's work, so I, I feel pretty lucky, lucky that I uh, ended up here. And it's been... Um, yeah, it's been a great experience. I love love the mountains, love skiing, backpacking, fishing, just anything in the outdoors. So it's it's really kind of the ideal deal place to be, in my opinion. And um, it's always good coming home. So it's good good to be back right now. So were you born here? I was. Yeah. Okay. So you here. were I've kind li- of. Yeah, I've, I've lived here my whole life. So. So were you raised in a pretty outdoorsy family, or? For sure. Yeah. My my dad definitely kind of got us into it at a young age you know taking us backpacking and little you know overnight camping trips up in uh idaho and the uintas here in utah and in the wasatch and he uh i'm glad he kind of forced us into skiing at a young age because i I hated it first but now i'm really uh really grateful he did that because i love it now and then um more recently i've been doing more more with my brother so when when he's home um, we're always trying to get out, you know, doing big uh, backpacking trips, big ski trips, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And your brother. So he's I have an older brother. I mean, yeah, you have an older brother. Yeah, We're, we're both the uh, both the youngest, <laughs> youngest little brothers. In there, I mean, so. yeah. Was he a, was he a good influence on you? Or was he just like a, you know, crappy brother? Like, so, oh. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh he was pretty mean to me back in the day, but, um, you know, we're, we're really close, really close now. And I, I always wanted to be around him, like no matter what, I was always just trying to keep up with him. So he's, he's four years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always trying to do what he was doing, but, um, you know, always trying to be with his friends and I was sticking around. He probably didn't like that too much, but, um, I'm really glad that we, that we did because we're really really close and we, we've always been close but uh i think especially now that we're kind of living in different parts of the country and don't get to see each other as much but um yeah overall i mean i don't want to gas him up too much here but <laughs> he's been a uh, been a huge influence in my life just 
um, just you know for the the out we you know we share the outdoor the the love for the outdoors and then also um, he's just been a always always been there for me he's kind of my go-to guy yeah. to talk to and everything so yeah what about you how's uh <laughs> I know I know uh I mean pretty well as a friend but yeah what's, what's um, it like being his his little bro he's uh he's pretty great yeah he's he's a cute guy yeah I mean he gives really good advice he's a great older brother yeah for sure a good yeah. example to you know want to be when you're older um of course not everything is great about your older brother right you know? right it's hard it's hard being the younger brother sometimes but um you were all kind of so you guys all kind of became athletes together is that right yeah so i mean um originally played lacrosse that was kind of the first time we played sports together and i think that was our sophomore year that we were on the same team and yeah. that was awesome having him out there um but it's really uh when we got into so he he rode longer than I did but it was really our junior year is when um we really like I guess found our our chemistry in rowing and um yeah and that that kind of just we all went different paths but I feel like that really kind of anchored us um you know throughout the whole experience so Mm -hmm. but you guys all really took off with rowing together right you guys kind of like did you push each other to you know get to the elite point that you were with rowing yeah absolutely i mean i can i mean i know at least for me there's no way i would have like gotten into rowing that much and i wouldn't have trained nearly as hard if it wasn't for you know those other three guys thomas amin isaiah just like you know doing uh hard workouts in the basement in the winter (laughs) it's just like there's just like no way i'd be able to do that on my own and would not be able to reach the same level without those guys so i mean yeah you guys really carried a legacy because i still go there i'm a junior there right now yeah so they still, still i mean they still, they're like they called you the fantastic four i don't oh, know man. if you've ever heard that but yeah oh, that's i mean awesome. you guys were yeah so <laughs> did you go to waterford um your entire life i was yeah so i was in a, a full lifetimer i started kindergarten and um yeah, so K K through twelve, so it's kind of a, it's kind of unique being in one area that whole mm-hmm. time. You know, being around the same people. Yeah, and there was there was a point I wanted to leave. I think it was around like seventh grade. I was like, oh, I'm so done with this. I'm ready to get out of here. But glad I stuck with it because it, it really is like a great place to be from, and got to do a lot of really cool stuff and had a lot of opportunities through Waterford. So. Yeah. What about you? Were you uh? Did you start nurseries there? I or? started, yeah, not. I mean, before kindergarten, they call it nursery threes. Is when you're like three years old. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're a lifer then. Yeah. So I mean, I love it too, and I feel what you feel about just getting yeah. sick of it. I mean, I'm kind of getting sick of it right yeah. now. Yeah, but you that's know. natural. That's natural. Like yeah. being, yeah, same being people. same people. It's a small school, but I think it's like uh, when you leave, I think you appreciate it a lot more too. Yeah, you know when you're when you're gone, so you're. It's always nice to come back. It it really is a good good place to be from. So. Yeah, and so it's a small you know liberal arts school. It's kind of like a college. It's a college prep school. Yeah, and so yeah. it's really. I mean, even though it's focused a lot on extracurriculars, they've got great outdoor program, right. um, photography and stuff like that. How did that affect you? Did you enjoy academics? Uh, so I'm not a huge academic weapon, uh, <laughs> as many people know. But um, 
I th- I thought Waterford definitely gave me an appreciation for you know the the liberal arts. I, I don't think that's something I would be exposed to at any other school. Yeah. And um some things were a little bit overboard for me, you know, doing uh having to do choir throughout uh <laughs> you know, lower school and, and middle school. I I think I got like a C minus or something and in seventh grade choir and I was like come on this is uh how do you get a c minus in seventh so, grade yeah choir. so I don't I don't have a good voice like I can't sing at all we <laughs> do these things called smart music where you just like sing into a microphone on your computer and um <laughs> you know I it's so awkward too I would like I didn't want to sing like and people hear me so I'd like go lock myself like in a little closet and try to sing into these smart music assignments and and then, you know, my choir teacher, uh, Mrs. Krause, uh, I don't know if she's going to be listening to this, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so I'd be singing into, to the microphone and then you, you know, it plays back and I'm like, Oh God, that sounds awful. I'm just not much of a singer. And then I would get, you know, my grade back for it and I would get like a D on it. I was like, all right, like, I mean, I it's not your it's fault. Not, I can't sing. I can't yeah. sing. That's like. That's like me telling her to like, you know, go run three miles. And if she doesn't do it fast, like, all right, well, like you suck. Like you right. get a, you get a D and PE. That's how it was for me. But yeah, I think the, the liberal arts were pretty, pretty cool. I wish I did. So I did photography in, um, in middle school and then, uh, in high school as well. And then, um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the dark room mm-hmm. stuff was, was pretty neat. Um, then I got into ceramics kind of late. I wish I had done it earlier, but senior year was, uh, kind of my time for that kind of started hand building, yeah. you know, coil stuff and then got into the wheel. And I think that's, uh, I guess I bonded a little bit more, uh, with, uh, your brother, I mean, over that too. So it's, yeah, it's good to have now we're trying to continue with it. So, and so, you know, this overwhelming, liberal arts education that you're getting. I mean, how was this shift from that into, um, you know, going into your next school? Yeah. So, and, and you, okay. So we can talk about this in a little, but you, you went to Navy. Is that, yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, still at Navy. I'm going into my junior year okay. now. So, yeah. so how was the shift into Navy? Uh, it's definitely a lot different. And so Navy is a relatively small school. Yeah. Compared to, you know, if University of Florida or Alabama or something like that. It's about a little over 4,000 uh, student body. So I kind of, uh, I, I like that it's still sort of a small feel, but it felt still felt big compared to Waterford. But um, the liberal arts aspect of it is definitely different. You don't really, I mean, I can't even take a liberal arts class. There, Do so. they don't have any? No, they've got nothing like that. Wow. So. Um, it's definitely a, a big shift, but there was a, there is a pretty big focus on English history. Like those are required classes. Mm-hmm. So I think the, having the humanities background from Waterford definitely helps and, you know, for, for classes like that. And, um, the math and science classes are definitely a little bit different than what I was exposed to at Waterford, yeah. but, um, yeah, so it's it's been good, but 
Yeah. Def- definitely different. It's a big shift. Like, I don't know. You'll, you'll see when you, you know, come back to Waterford one day, it's, if you'll feel really, really small <laughs> and then, uh, but you'll, you'll be, uh, you'll have good memories there. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. So this, you go to Navy. Um, I'm not really familiar with, um, the whole military. Yeah. Um, you know, just all the different branches and the ranks and all that. Can you just give us a little yeah, background for, yeah, on that? Yeah, for sure. No, it yeah. is it is confusing. I didn't know a ton about it going in. So, um, so you know, you got the the Navy, the Army, the Marine Corps, which technically falls within the Navy, but it's such a big organization. So it it kind of operates as a a separate. Mm-hmm division um coast guard uh which is a little bit smaller a little bit different i don't know i don't understand coast guard all that well um then and then air force as well so there's service academies for coast guard uh army that uh west point in uh in new york and then there's a air force academy in colorado springs and then um the naval academy for the Navy, which I'm at in, uh, in Annapolis, Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Academy's, uh, it's kind of unique cause you're not, you're active duty military, but you're also a student. So you kind of fall into this weird realm where you're, so you're, you're called a midshipman, which is basically someone who's on track to become an officer in, in the United States military. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not quite enlisted. You're not an officer. It's like a, it's kind of a weird, weird zone that you're in. And so the schedule itself. So you're, you're in a, you're doing your classes and everything, but you're still in a military setting. So you're doing, you know, formations. Um, you've got like mandatory briefs. You've got military trainings over the summer. Uh, you have to do, you know, you have to like stand watch and stuff like that's something I didn't know about at all that I, I like got there. I was like, what? You have to stand watch here. Like, what is, what is stand watch? So we have some, so you're, you're freshman, sophomore year. So freshmen are called plebes, which basically translates or it means it's derived from like plebeian. I'm pretty sure, which means like peasant. So you're just kind of, <laughs> you're just kind of a nobody. That's your, uh, your first year. And then, um, your sophomore year you're called a youngster mm-hmm. it's like a, your third class year and um so for those first two years your watch is called cmod it's like company made of the deck mm-hmm. and uh you basically stand at a desk for x amount of hours and you just do uh it's called roves you just like walk around the hall and you're you have a little log book that you're you know if you you take note of anything suspicious yeah. or anything, nothing ever happens. I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty boring, but so you have, you have that. And then we have something called main office watch may know. And, um, you just sit literally in an office and then, uh, just answer phone calls from whoever's calling the Academy. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, you know, in the middle of the night or something. So it's kind of, there's just a lot to coordinate around and they do that on purpose. You know, I mean, CMOD and stuff like that. It's probably, I mean, Bancroft Hall's pretty safe in my opinion. And there's so many people walking around all the time that mm-hmm. you, you probably don't need, you know, and someone on watch, but it's just really to give you practice for out in the fleet when you're, 
you know, you, you stand watch out there too. So, yeah. And it's just like another thing to, to coordinate your schedule around. It's really annoying because sometimes you'll be like, you'll have duty over the weekends and maybe you'll have like a family member coming into town that weekend and you're not allowed to leave it all if you're on duty. So you have to like, you know, swap your duty with someone else. And it's just kind of a, kind of a pain sometimes, yeah. but so we can tell being in the military in a military academy it's kind of different from you know a regular university mm-hmm. well a lot of like people choose to go into the military for a lot of different reasons why did you choose to go yeah so i mean it was always something i i considered i had some family in the military so my grandfather on my mom's side uh flew c-130s in the air force and then on my dad's side, my grandfather was a, a corpsman in the Navy and he worked. So we have these, there are these, um, these guys called, I guess it, it's like greenside corpsman. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you're technically in the Navy, but you're working with the Marine Corps, um, as a, a Navy doc basically. So I, I had, you know, some military in my family, but it was, I don't know, it was always just something uh, I kind of thought about, and especially later on in high school. And then, you know, luckily rowing kind of made some of those options, you know, more of a, a reality for me. It's like, wow, maybe this is like something I could actually pursue. Because I thought about like ROTC, stuff like that too. But, mm-hmm. you know, if I could do it, if I could do it all, you know, the rowing and then the military aspect and you know, all, all that, it kind of just seemed like the ideal scenario for me. And then also I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of having a, a plan for when I get out of college. Cause yeah. I tend to, I'm kind of wishy-washy with what I want to do and everything like that. And I, I have uh, some comfort in knowing I'm going to be like on a, like this will be my job for you know five to ten years or whatever mm-hmm. like right when I graduate so I, I kind of like that uh having some security there and it, it's like it's unique too like the summers are are pretty fun um because you get to, that's when you get to do all your military trainings yeah and um in my opinion I, I'd rather be doing that than uh you know, working like a internship at a, at a desk or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so you told me like once that. about, um, one of those, you know, um, things that you do in the summer. Yeah. Was it, you were in Alaska? Yeah. So that was actually a pretty unique opportunity. So that it's called a uh, Knowles. It's a outdoor leadership yep. course that they actually, unfortunately don't offer through the Academy anymore. But yeah, I did that last summer and that was 25 days of backpacking uh, just kind of in the back country of Alaska. Yeah, it was, it was a great, yeah. great experience. And um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. And kind of the whole idea is you're kind of testing your leadership skills mm-hmm. like out in the wilderness where it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a relatively safe environment. Your decisions probably won't have like that much of an impact on the group. But at the same time, you want to, you know, choose like a good route or something because you don't want to put your your group in danger so i i liked it. i thought it was like definitely one of the best leadership opportunities i've gotten through the academy so far mm-hmm. yeah and you're not a um plebe anymore right yep no i just finished my my sophomore year so nice. it's nice to have it gets so it gets better each year so your mm-hmm. plebe year 
is kind of known to be the worst. Like, I mean, which is to be expected your, your yeah. first year. So you do, um, you do something called plebe summer. And since we're an academy, like we don't have, it's kind of our, our boot camp, um, our like indoctrination. So that's about, I think it's a little over six weeks and you show up and they shave you and give you, you know, you don't have any of your clothes. You don't have a phone, anything like that. They, the whole idea is everyone is going to look the exact same and you're going to have the same uniforms. You're going to talk the same and walk the same and everything like that, which I think is kind of cool because, you know, Waterford, um, you know, the, the group at Waterford, it's a lot different. Like a lot of people emphasize like, you know, where, what your background is, like what your parents do for your, uh-huh. their occupation and all that. At least I, I thought I felt that like, where do you go to call, where are you going to college? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Sure. Um, so I think it's cool to have, you know, 1200 people from all these different backgrounds from all over the country and, you know, different ethnicities and, you know, different families, all that, like everyone's the exact same. It's like, yeah, doesn't matter who you are. Like you're a plebe now you're the exact same. So I, I, I don't know. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. That was kind of cool in, in one way. So yeah, it's about six weeks. Um, and the, the boot camps run by your upperclassmen, you know, like juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get through that, it's like the academic year. So the academic year was actually probably a little bit harder for me. Like it wasn't as, it wasn't as bad, you know, the, the plebe summer just kind of sucks. Cause you kind of treated like a little kid and you, you know, all your freedoms are gone and everything like that. And it got annoying after a while. Um, but the academic year was pretty tough cause now you've got this huge academic load mm-hmm. and then you're trying to balance, you know, the rowing and then also the, uh, the military responsibilities, you know, stuff like, you know, the, the CMOD watch and, um, yeah, because, you know, there's like briefs a lot of the nights yeah. and you're trying to coordinate around a lot. And then, you know, they're telling you like, oh, you have to be in bed by 11 and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, just, it was hard to, it was hard to work around that. It definitely takes some time and, um, you figure out how to, how to manage yourself a little bit better as you go. Mm. So run us through just like a day in the life of you know a student yeah yeah definitely so last year it was um i guess plebe year um depends if you have like morning so plebes have have morning workouts usually three to five times a week Mm -hmm. so those you know start it it i guess you'd get up at like five or five thirty for that (laughs) and then you it'll be anything from like running to you know just like PT session, like push up, sit up, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like a formation in the mornings, uh, MQF morning quarters formation that is at uh, seven o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, you go eat and then you've got four classes in, in the morning. And then you have another formation for lunch and then uh, you eat lunch and then two classes in the afternoon. Yeah, so once you finish those in the afternoon, you have something called sports period where, you you know, if you're a varsity athlete, you go and you practice with your team or, or you know, you kind of 
can use that time to do whatever. So everyone has to do a sport. Um, if you're not a varsity athlete, you have to do intramural sports. Mm-hmm. Like club kind of a thing? Kind of, yeah, like yeah. club sports, sort of. And um, and then after that, you kind of, you know, write to dinner and then write to homework and kind of repeat. And then a lot of the time, you know, you'll have these mandatory briefs or, or meetings you have to go to that in the evening. Um, sometimes you'll have watch. So it's just like a lot to coordinate around. Um, not You don't have nearly as much time as, as you hope, but yeah, that's kind of the point that they're and trying to yeah, are you, stress are, you out. Are you, what do you do on the weekends? Can you so, yeah, get so, out of there? <laughs> uh, so plebe year, you only have 12 hours of liberty a week from noon to midnight on Saturdays which is uh definitely goes by fast so you, you really don't get to leave a whole lot you can't leave mm-hmm. during the week at all you're i mean you don't really notice it so much during the week because you're pretty busy with classes and everything but um yeah not much time on the weekends people usually luckily we're in a good a good town annapolis has a lot to do there um whereas like west point you're kind of you're pretty isolated so yeah. it's hard to it's not as fun to go out on the weekends, but, mm-hmm. um, it gets better each year though. So this past year, your, your youngster year, sophomore year, you have, um, you'll, you have like Saturdays and Sundays, but you can't leave Fridays still. And mm-hmm. then junior year, you can leave Fridays, uh, like after your last military obligation, whether that be like class or a brief or something like that. And then, um, you can have a car too and regular clothes. Really? Call, call them civvies, like civilian attire. So how many pairs of so, clothes do you take with you to Navy? Uh, <laughs> so I had a good amount last year of just like regular clothes. Yeah. But you're if you're going out into Annapolis, you have to be in like your full uniform, mm-hmm. which is kind of a pain after a while. Yeah. Like at first you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, do people not, I mean, do, do people kind of respect that you're yeah, wearing Yeah, I'd say so. Do they get scared of you, do you think? No, no. I don't think so. I mean, people are pretty cool around that yeah. area. And it's a, there's so many of us, you know, in uniform. But you get you get messed with, too, a good amount. Really? Like, you know, by, like, upperclassmen and, oh, okay. and guys who are in the military who are in Annapolis. Like, they'll, they'll mess with you a bit. But it's, like, I don't know. It's 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 whatever. It's funny. Yeah. But, um yeah, are so you, you allowed to be in relationships or, you know, go to get, get a drink and things yeah, like so that? Yeah, so plebe year, there's no drinking no yeah. matter what. And you can never drink on campus or anything. But even if you're 21, you can't drink your plebe year. And yeah. then um, once you're 21, you can go out into town and, you know, there are cool bars and stuff. And you're not too far from D.C. either. Yeah. Um, so you got a lot more, a lot more freedom once you're 21, too, which is nice. And... Um, yeah, the, the dating situation, I mean, people do do date within the academy, but you can't, everyone's put into companies, and you can't date within your company. So if you are going to yeah. date someone, they technically have to be from, you know, another another company. What if you're caught dating someone in your company? Uh, you'll get in a lot of trouble. So yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, we got we got a lot of rules there. And if you, uh, <laughs> if you break the rules, um, you do, you get put on something called restriction which is you can't leave the academy at all even on your weekends you can you can lose your christmas breaks your spring breaks Shoot. your summer yeah. breaks i mean they they just totally own you and then um a big one's like getting caught underage drinking mm-hmm. there a lot a lot of people get sniped for that 
and um, you do these things called tours where you'll like grab your rifle and just like put it at a like on your shoulder basically and you just march around in a rectangle so they just really? like waste your time basically so so you're, you're it's best to best to stay off restriction if you can <laughs> so you're kind of learning you know discipline along discipline, the way yeah sure. yeah and they and they'll do like rest, they call them like restriction musters where they'll send out an email at like just some random time so you mm-hmm. don't know when it's coming they'll be like all right everyone like all restrictees like muster here in 10 minutes so it's like you can't like plan anything and can't leave so and if you don't show to avoid the that. restrictions then you're done you'll <laughs> you'll get in more trouble probably have more restrictions so yeah it's a pretty vicious cycle yeah you're you know learning discipline along the way you're kind of setting yourself up really well you're waking up early you know you're doing everything right i guess and where do you see yourself you know in a decade or you know whenever you're out of the military or if you don't want to go out of the military you know yeah you think? no um yeah i think about that a lot and i still uh i'm s- still really trying to figure it out right now um yeah you know there are definitely benefits to staying in for the full time in the military um but also you know you're giving up a lot so sometimes it's tempting to be like oh i just want to do my you know, my five to seven years and then move on somewhere else. Mm. But, um, for me right now, I'm just trying to keep all the options open as far as what to select into, um, after I graduate. So we have, um, I can kind of explain that a little bit. So we have like, they're called communities. Um, so it's like submarines, aviation, Marines, uh, either marine ground or marine air surface warfare uh, so like ships stuff like that and then yeah. um, we have a, a few like specialty ones you know like naval special warfare so like seals and everything that's like what everyone wants to do yeah it's pretty pretty selective and then yeah. we have something called eod it's like explosive ordnance disposal those are really selective to get into and then we have something called restricted line. So if you're, for example, colorblind, you can't be a pilot. So okay. you, you might be, you know, you, you might qualify for restricted line where you can do, um, you know, like cyber, uh, cyber operations or, uh, what else? Like supply core, which is basically like a logistics branch. So you're like, would be coordinating like food for, mm-hmm. you know, troops somewhere, for a ship or something like that but yeah the big four like marines we have about a quarter of the class uh commissioned into into the marine corps um submarines surface warfare and aviation yeah so right now for me i'm just really trying to keep the options open and uh, because do you get to choose which you get yeah you get to put in your preferences so you kind of put in your top three or four and then of the four basically yeah (laughs) so you're somewhat limited but um yeah most people if you're qualified most people will get their their first or second choice they they really try to open up a lot of spots for that so like right now i think the best thing for me is to just try to keep them all open i kind of know what i don't want to do like subs and surface ships don't sound as appealing for me and for subs you have to go to like nuke power school in 
in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and I would get slaughtered at that. So I don't know if I really want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, they all have all the communities have like something unique to offer, and um, yeah, it's, I think it's just best to keep you know, keep an open mind and Mm -hmm. try to experience them all. Like I got to experience being on a ship last summer for about a month and it was a really great experience and I'm really glad I I had it, but it kind of, you know, afterwards I was kind of like, Oh man, I don't know if, you know, surface ships is really my thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, got an exposure to the, the Marine Corps this summer, which was pretty cool. Um, there, there are a lot of cool stuff you can do within, within there. And then, um, in about two weeks, I'll be going off to San Diego for something called Procher Mid. And it's basically, you get to experience all the, the big four communities. So you do a week with Marines, a week on submarines, a week with uh, surface ships, and then a week with aviation. So I'm hoping that'll kind of give me a little bit more direction too. So not a lot of free time. Not a lot of free time, but I guess you you appreciate your free time more. That's like something I've definitely yeah definitely learned there. So yeah, you appreciate the little things like I don't know having normal clothes to wear this year is like really exciting to me. Whereas <laughs> like if I told that to someone who didn't go there, they'd be like, yeah, yeah that's, like that's me, not I'd, that cool. Yeah. It's like it's like you know it's whatever. Yeah, so. I mean we did have uniforms in high school. Right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but not kind of kind of had a uniform my whole life. Come to think of it. For people that, because I have a lot of friends actually that do want to go into the military and especially yeah. Navy. Yeah. And um, they're, you know, trying really hard to get there. I mean, what advice would you give them either to encourage them to go or maybe why they shouldn't or, you know, just. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, it's not, it's not for everyone, I would say, but um if you're into it and you want to do it, then I think you should, you know, absolutely go for it. 110%. Um, it definitely helps to, it's hard to stand out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was pretty lucky that I had rowing. That was kind of my way of, uh, being able to, to set aside a little bit, you know, to distinguish myself a little bit. Um, so like athletics is, a big reason why a lot of people are able to get in and um i'm sure anyone who's gone through the application knows how involved it is you know you have multiple essays you have to do they want your you have to do medical tests you have to do physical tests the um what else you have to do interviews with your congressman and so it, it's a pretty involved process but um I would tell people don't let, you know, don't let that huge application, you know, shy you away from it. Cause mm-hmm. it, it really is, um, you know, just, just go for it. And, you know, it kind of sucks at first, but when you're in it and you're at school and everything, you're like, Oh man, this is, this is terrible. I don't know why I'm doing this, but you know, once you're, once you're away from it, you know, on, on your leave or on your trainings and you get to do all this really cool stuff, you're like, okay, like this is actually actually pretty cool and yeah. um it's like a good place to to be from and kind of you know makes you proud to to be a part of something bigger so yeah so. yeah for sure yeah so 
takes a person like you, Justin, <laughs> to go to the Navy <laughs> or someone like you. But um, I just want to thank you for coming on. And um, do you want to finish yeah, off the absolutely. podcast? Yeah, so let me, let me wrap it up here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, this is the Deem Stream. It's Justin Desitel. Over and out. <laughs> All right. <laughs>